Welcome to Women of the Military podcast. This is a girl's guide to the military series sponsored by Women Veteran Alliance. This is week one and we're talking all about why people join the military. Before we answer that question, since this is the first week of the series, I wanted to talk a little bit about why I created the series and how it is meant to help you in your journey to military service. I created a girl's guide to military service to help answer the questions that I wish I had had when I was joining the military, but I think it's also important to dive a little deeper and talk to people who are in the process of joining and know the answers to the questions that I would like to remember, but I can't remember everything from back when I was joining. That is why I decided to start with why people join the military and sharing not only my experience, but the experience of my past guests. And next week, we're going to talk about disqualifications related to the military. And I interviewed a young lady who was in the Reserve Officer Training Corps program and unfortunately was medically disqualified. And she talked about her experience of being in ROTC and what the process of being disqualified was like. And then we'll talk about basic training, ranging from preparing to go to basic training after you came home, what it's like to go through various officers' programs, and then we'll end the series by highlighting some of the things that I think people should know about related to physical fitness and health, finances, educational benefits, and more. You should look at this 10-week series as a guide not only to use while you're joining the military, but also as a resource that you can go back to, especially the last few episodes focused on fitness, finance, and educational benefits. Those are meant to not only tell you about what benefits are available, but they are also meant to help you when you're transitioning out of the military to have as a resource of things that you should think about when you're leaving the military. I'm really excited to set off the series and I'm really thankful to our sponsors. And before we get started with the roundup of advice of women answering the question, why did you decide to join the military? Let's hear from our sponsors and then we'll get started with the show. Thank you to our title sponsor, Women Veteran Alliance. Women Veteran Alliance is the premier national network focused on directly impacting the quality of life of women veterans. They do this successfully through transforming the way the community networks bring people and programs directly together. Women Veteran Alliance provides weekly webinars, conferences, scholarships for veteran businesses, and more. Check out their membership options and learn how you can be involved in connecting with women veterans by heading over to their website at www.womenveteransalliance.org. But besides connecting women veterans, Women Veteran Alliance does so much more. Every other year in the fall, Women Veteran Alliance hosts their unconference with the goal of bringing women veterans together. I attended in 2021 and I had so much fun connecting with other women veterans and I can't wait until September of 2023 for the next one in Las Vegas. If you would like to learn more about the conference, head down to the show notes for a direct link. You can also find more about the unconference at www.womenveteranalliance.org. Women of the Military would also like to thank our sponsor, Jay Volbrecht Consulting. Jay Volbrecht Consulting is owned and operated by Marine Corps veteran Jennifer Volbrecht. 
J. Volbrecht Consulting is a premier project management and project controls company who partners with government agencies to deliver energy and technology projects to support defense and science missions. They do this work with a unique focus on leadership and people-first mentality, which supports a positive work environment. Being veteran-owned and operated, J. Volbrecht Consulting invests in hiring veterans and working with transitioning service members as they exit the military. Learn more at www.jvc-inc.com. That's jvc-inc.com. And there'll be a link in the show notes as well. So this week is all about why people join the military and people sharing the different reasons why they join the military. And I figured I should start by talking about why I joined the military. When I was in high school, my parents suggested that I join the military because they could tell that I was lost and needing direction and I thought they were crazy. But September 11th happened my senior year of high school and it kind of changed everything about what I thought the military was and it kind of opened up a desire to serve in the military and to give back and to find a way to help support our country after being attacked. I also met a number of friends who were in college who were joining the military or another friend was doing ROTC and that was how I ended up doing ROTC. And so it was kind of a mix of this patriotic sense of people wanting to serve our country after September 11th happened and then being surrounded by a bunch of different people who are joining the military, which led me to look into joining the National Guard. And because I was looking into the National Guard, my friend who was in ROTC told me I should go to lunch with him and learn about ROTC before I joined the National Guard. And that lunch led me to go to the open house for the university that I was attending and to learn about ROTC. And once I learned about ROTC and found out that I could continue going to school and get my degree while also trying out the military without having to make a commitment, I was hooked And then I showed up to the orientation the first day. I learned how to march, learned some of the basics of the military, and I just fell in love with the program that was happening through ROTC. I met a lot of friends, and I really enjoyed learning about leadership and about the opportunities that the military gave me. And so that was what led me on my path to joining the military. And I think it's important to mention that The military changed my life in so many different ways, which is why I'm so passionate in helping to encourage and help other women join the military. It was something I said at the beginning I had never considered, and then through a series of events, both 9-11 and the friends I was with, that I decided to look into the military, and it's how I met my husband. I've got to see the world and travel. I've got to learn about myself and push myself through situations I never would have expected. And so that's why the why of why do you want to join the military is so special to me because there's a reason why you're looking into the military. There's something about it. It could be the benefits. It could be the opportunity to travel. It could be to get out of a hard situation. But whatever that why is, it'll push you to join the military, go through 
a number of different experiences that you couldn't ever expect. And it may lead you to a passion where you want to help other people. And that's what happened to me. And that is why I wanted to start with why, because I think it's really important to think about why you want to join the military or why you did join the military and how that affected your life and the future. So let's get started with the answer from previous episodes of why did you decide to join the military? Oh, geez. So I'm originally from Connecticut and my mom had me as a young single mother. And so growing up, I didn't necessarily have the resources to go straight into college. I also, you know, credit my 16, 17 year old self when I started looking into the military with being forward thinking. I knew that I did not want to stay in the town that I lived in and I knew I didn't want to go into debt for college. And so I found myself at the recruiter's office, probably my junior year of high school, thumbing through the book, um, trying to find a job that was a, a good fit for me. Well, I'm originally from New York State, upstate New York, and it was something, I don't know where it came from, but it was something that I wanted to do early on. And because of that, I joined junior ROTC in high school. And then, you know, I realized I was really good at it. Like I rose through the junior ROTC ranks really fast. I became like a natural leader. Kind of made sense because I'm the oldest of six kids. So that leader was always in me, I feel like. But then to see it in action in junior ROTC really kind of sparked the fire to really, really pursue a military career. And so I thought it was derailed because uh, I became a teenage mother. I had my first son at 15, and I thought that was going to prevent me from joining the military. But my family really supported me, and I was able to join once my son started a head start. I was able to join the military at 20 years old. Well, there were a couple of reasons. The first reason was because I knew that my parents couldn't financially help me go to college. And I thought that going to college was important. So I knew that the Air Force could help me to do that and that they would pay for my schooling. And when I was in high school, I was in junior ROTC. And so I knew that after that, with three years of junior ROTC, if I enlisted, that I would automatically be an A1C. So I did that. So I grew up in a very rural area of Pennsylvania, and I knew beyond high school, I wanted to get out and see the world. I did have a few members in my family who served in all the armed forces except for the Coast Guard. And I, my family and I spent our summers down at the Delaware Shore. I got some experience of seeing the Coast Guard at the Indian River Inlet Small Boat Station. And also this was the mid-90s, so everyone was watching Baywatch. <laughs> and I, I wanted money for college, and I knew if I joined the Coast Guard, I would also be eligible for other benefits once I was finished with service. That's why I joined the Coast Guard. Um, it's kind of a different story. I am a military brat. My mother, father, brother, and sister were both in the service. And many uncles and my grandparents were both in the service. And I always thought growing up that those who go in the service are people who can't find a job. You, know, you um, enlist in the service because the factories aren't hiring or something like that. So for me, I initially thought I would never go in the service. I was like, well, I want to be a nurse and I'm going to have a profession and I will maybe think about that down the line, but nursing is what I wanted to do. So I went headlong into college and went into studying and learning about my my profession. And, and I think you and I talked about this once before I went uh, to a college that had an ROTC program. And I thought, 
wait a second. I never knew there was such a thing as officership. I never knew there was such a thing as educated and service. And I'm a little embarrassed to admit that, but that's absolutely the truth. I had no idea there was such a thing. And when I saw the officers walking around campus, I said to myself, oh no, this is something I could I could jump in on. And chatted up with some of the, the cadre at our school and I became a military science minor immediately. Decided to stay, that was Army on our, our college and then decided to move into the Air Force after I finished. Yeah, wow. The reason why I decided to join the military, Amanda, is that, you know, I'm the youngest of a single mother and I wanted money for college and to travel. So my oldest brother, he was in the Air Force. So one summer I went to visit him at his um, base. I think he was stationed in Arkansas. So I went to visit one summer and I liked what I saw and that's where it took off (laughs) from there. So really to follow in the footsteps of my big brother and also, like I said, to just get money for um, school school and also to travel. My story is a little bit more family oriented. Uh, When the recession hit, uh, it impacted my father's small business and there was a lot of ambiguity with me going to school. There was conversation with my counselors who to this day will be nameless, if you shall, that kind of joked about me going in the military as almost a last resort. And, you know, hindsight, you're like, what? Like, that's such a silly, silly thing that somebody said to me. I'm dyslexic. I have a, I had a 19 ACT score. I went to a tech school and, you know, people just kind of dismissed me. And when I was looking into service branches, I was always very attracted to the army. And I always tell people, especially in my new book, that, you know, it's kind of like Harry Potter for those little pop culture. When Harry goes to the sorting hat, he is very nervous about what he decides and what's going to be chosen for him. And I think service members kind of already have this inkling inside of them and how they choose their service branches. So for me, it was about staying local and staying homegrown, if you will, to be around to support my brothers and my family in addition to paying for school and pretty much kind of proving everyone wrong. And, you know, it's a very, very immature thing to, to say, I guess. But, you know, at the time it was, wow, how can I improve and better myself and prove people wrong? And I have since, you know, it's been a seven, eight year journey now that I have done so many things because I have not placed limits on myself because when others, you know, will intentionally place limits on you, that's a reflection of them, not you. So kind of a funny story. When I was little, I swore I'd never go into the military. (laughs) But that was mostly because my stepdad had some Marine Corps friends. And so anytime I complained, he'd be like, pain is weakness, leaving the body. And that's not really what you want to hear when you're like 10. But I um, I'm actually third generation Naval Academy. So my grandfather and my uncle both went. And um, when I got to high school, my grandfather really wanted a grandkid to go to the academy. And honestly, just one day I started to actually listen to what he had to say about it. And I was really attracted to the the camaraderie and, and being a part of something bigger than myself. So that's why I ended up pursuing the academy and eventually attending. Well, it's interesting. I grew up in Buffalo, which isn't like known to be a big military town. I mean, there's a lot of retirees there, but they're more from other generations. And uh, we just didn't have like a big military presence there. And so when I was going to college, I wanted to do some kind of service. So I had looked into maybe the, possibly the Peace Corps or something like that. And and something about the Navy really just struck me. I had as a kid gone to visit. We have two museum ships here in Buffalo, the Sullivans, which was named after five sailors who had died on the same ship during World War II. Terrible tragedy there. And um, the second ship is the Little Rock. 
walk. And so we had done like a, I don't know, trips there with school or something. I just was kind of fascinated with it. And and of course, you know, they say join the Navy and see the world. And, you know, they're not kidding. I think I ended up in about 80 countries. Some of them you want to go to like Bali or Japan or something. And other ones maybe weren't on your list, like, you know, Iraq or Haiti, but you get to see all sorts of great things all over the world. And, and so it just presented a lot of really interesting opportunities for adventure and, you know, just a way to serve the country too. That's really what it boiled down to. My decision to join the army was totally impulsive, to say the least. So my dad lived around the Lawton Port Sill, Oklahoma area. And in that city, you're constantly inundated with soldiers in uniform anywhere you go. And I think that's part of the reason is just because I saw a lot of it. Anyway, so I was impulsive in my decision. I literally, I walked into the mall at Lawton Fort Sill and I walked into the recruiting office and I said, hey guys, I want to join the Army Reserves. And then later uh, when I told my parents, they wanted to heal me. I was so bright. I had all a bunch of scholarships to college, vocal academic leadership. I even got a little D2 uh, softball scholarship that I had to decline because I was already way too busy with my other stuff. I was on track to be the first college grad in my family. Then I decided to join the army. What the heck was I thinking? So yeah, later I ended up justifying that impulsiveness for all the reasons, you know, it was honorable to serve my country. I can, it'll help make me better in my profession. It'll help me pick out my profession. It'll help pay for school, you know, all the reasons. So my, my decision to join the army was impulsive. And then I ended up justifying why I joined later. Well, I, I think from a fairly young age, I know by junior high, I was already looking into the military. I think part of it was, you know, my grandfather on my mother's side was the four-star admiral in the Iranian Navy. My grandfather on my father's side served in the Iranian military. And, you know, I, I remember some stories my grandfather had told me and I think my interest in becoming an astronaut from a young age certainly was something that got me looking into the military. And then just so many things about it appealed to me, like that, you know, I'd always played on sports teams. So the camaraderie and teamwork aspect was really appealing. The kind of adventurous side of it and getting to travel and do different things was appealing to me. I think service to country. I, you know, I think I, based on my parents' background, had a real appreciation for what the U.S. had offered me in terms of opportunities. So that was really appealing to me. So I think there were just a lot of things that drew me to it. And so by junior high, I was already interested in it. And and as I got older, I just, you know, refined looking at the different branches and which one I would want to join. And by, you know, college, I ended up not doing ROTC because, you know, my parents kind of talked me out of it. But between my junior and senior years of college, I went through officer candidate school for the Marine Corps. And after that, I was pretty set on the Marine Corps and, and commissioned after I graduated. So I joined the Navy pretty much because I wanted to move to the U.S. I'm originally from Europe, so I wanted to move to the United States and kind of like travel and see the U.S. And I was too scared to just like come over alone. So I joined the Navy on a green card and I came that way. Well, to be honest, my mom actually called the Army recruiter when I was 17 years old. (laughs) So I was definitely running around with the wrong crowd, kind of making some sketchy decisions. Anyways, I was headed down the very wrong path. And turns out I'm I'm much stronger willed than my mom was. So I ended up, uh, she needed some help. And so uh, some friends hers from church suggested that she try the military. (laughs) And she did. And the recruiter talked me into it. 
This answer is really complicated. So my dad was in the army. My whole family is military. Like if you could join, that is what you did. And my dad really didn't want me to join. He just was like, you're smart, go to school. So I went to school and I became a social worker. But when I got out, like I was doing all these things, working like three jobs, just trying to like get this leadership and clinical skills together. And my brother, who at the time was Navy corpsman, was like, man, you're a social worker. You should join the Navy and be a social worker. Man, you get saluted all the time. And I'm just like, I don't. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't join the Navy, but I did join the Air Force as a social work officer. The other piece of that was I also was running from a relationship that I couldn't get out of. That's like the other layer of the complexity. <laughs> Honestly, I was tired of college. So I went, I've always wanted to do it. I figured it's now my time. Might as well just go for it. And honestly, it has a really good lifestyle and really good living because everything is pretty much taken care of medically wise. Like you can also go into schooling and everything. And they have a a lot of really good benefits. So I originally decided to join because I was looking for a way to pay for college. I'm a dedicated listener to your podcast, so I know that I am not alone. And the reason for this, I came in in uh, 1999. At the time, I was, you know, four years before that, I wanted to go to a very expensive private school for college. My heart was set on it. There was no way that I could pay for this unless I took extensive student loans. And so I was looking at different scholarship opportunities. And Air Force ROTC, in terms of their scholarships, that was something that appealed to me because they paid for all of your tuition if you were selected. So the military wasn't unfamiliar to me as far as being the first, definitely the first female, if not the first person within my immediate family to join the military. I didn't have that link to the military via family, but I definitely had living in the area of Northern Virginia and within a mile and a half of the Pentagon. I knew a lot of folks that worked for the military, usually for the Pentagon. They were there at the Pentagon, Bowling Air Force Base, Andrews Air Force Base. And they were, I had classmates who were military dependents. And so it was around me, but I never thought of asking the question until I got to high school. And I was really curious, like, how do we do this? How do we join? How do we? And I really just had to ask people. And when people ask, well, how did you find out? Because they didn't have all the resources, at least on the internet. Well, we didn't really have the internet as we know it today. (laughs) You could go to the library, you could find a recruiter. And then there was me. When you travel on the the 16 line up Columbia Pike on the bus line on Metro to going towards the Pentagon, and you can take the, at the time, you could take the interchange to get onto the relatively new Metro train rail stations there. Um, I would see people in uniform and I would literally just ask, hey, so what do you do? Do you like it? I'm thinking of doing it, you know, get applying for Air Force ROTC. And it's just interesting the responses you get. There are people that absolutely loved being in the military and there are people that were a bit more pragmatic about, you know, like, oh, there's going to be parts you love. There's going to be parts that you don't like. It's a great opportunity to have your college paid for. And then um, others that just they, they didn't really like working in a complete office environment. And they said, yeah, this is just one of the things you have to do. And if you can avoid doing doing this, that's great. Looking at that, that's where I joined. I said, well, it doesn't look like it's a bad life. And it looks like it's a great opportunity. Get your college paid for, and then you would get some 
good career experience as soon as she went on active duty. I remember telling you this, you know, when we, on a previous call that I had found my journal from when I was in high school at around this time and then through college when I'm looking at asking people what did they do in the military and did they like it? And it is interesting. The responses I'm giving you now are based on the things that I read back then. Well, I was thinking this morning, I was like, why, why did I do that? <laughs> and honestly, I really wanted a change. And I really wanted to get out of the town where I grew up. And I really wanted to see the world, if you will. And I happened to talk with a recruiter who came to the high school in my senior year. And they basically said, you know, three hots and a cot, if you will, and probably travel. There was, you know, money for school as well as somewhere down the line, you could get a home or at least, you know, the idea that you could use some sort of VA benefit to get a home. And for me, it was a lot of, I wanted to travel and see the world type of thing. And the Navy recruiter happened to be the first recruiter that I talked to. And my dad had also been in the Navy. So I kind of was familiar already with that. And so for me, it really was about doing something different. And I really just wanted to go do something without being tied down because I had friends that I saw getting into marriages and relationships. And, and I also didn't want to go to more school. Like I'm just finished school. But then again, the military is also school and education, <laughs> just a different environment, if you will, than going off to a dorm room or something like that. Oh, awesome question. I get asked that so often. And um, I think my, my answer is typical for some people. I was born and raised in New York City and um, I was born and raised by a single parent. So by the time I got to high school, I just remember by my junior year thinking, what am I going to do next? Many people was going on college trips and things like that. But because I was raised by a single hardworking mom, don't get me wrong, but I also didn't want to put the burden on her, although she was more than happy to take the burden. And I say that because when I graduated, she I made a promise to her that I would do at least one year of college. And I did. And she she sent me to college on her own dime. But it's just something in me as as the daughter, like I just didn't want to put that burden on her. So since junior year of high school, I knew I was going to do something different. I'm going to pay my own way through school. That was my thought process then. And the military was one of those ways to make that happen. Not that I didn't hear about the Marine Corps. I didn't know much about the Marine Corps. So that was attractive to me because it was something different. But I didn't know much about it and nobody in my family that I knew of had ever joined the Marine Corps. They all joined the Army. So I wanted to be different, do something more challenging. And that's how I walked into I walked into the recruiter's office and just that that was my journey. I didn't know where, where it would take me. And honestly, I didn't even talk about school. I just wanted a platform to get out of New York and just not put the burden on my mom and just get that transition between, you know, young adult and adulthood. But lo and behold, never knew that I would actually enjoy being a Marine and continue to serve. For me, ma'am, it was related to my family history. My grandmother grew up in post-World War II Germany, and she lived a very impoverished lifestyle. And she'd always tell me that whenever the American army came through their village, everybody would always celebrate because they brought them food, chocolate, blankets. And I knew that was a mission set that I wanted to be a part of. So when I went on a world war tour of Europe at high school, and I got to see Normandy and Bastogne and the Bella Wood in a concentration camp with my own eyes, I knew that 
I couldn't live my life in any other way, but to join the army and West Point seems like the best opportunity to be able to do that. For me, ma'am, it was really just about kind of seeing a different side of life and kind of embracing these new challenges and experiences. I, I grew up in Detroit. So for me, the military wasn't really a big, it's not very big in Detroit and there aren't very many people who join it or talk about it. So when I learned about West Point, it was really just this idea of like an exciting new adventure that would push me and challenge me in a way that I hadn't been before. I was a pretty lucky kid in that I grew up in a very stable household, middle-class America. I was born in Central California, and both of my grandfathers had served in the military. They were both in the Navy, actually. One of them commissioned and then went into the Army as an officer. My father had also been drafted for a little while during the Vietnam War into the Army. So I was raised with the knowledge you know, that people in my family had served and We were the type of family who would go to the Veterans Day parades, you know, who would honor the military. So I knew from a young age that serving your nation's country, you know, was a noble and an honorable thing. And there were stories in my family that passed that down. And I remember as a kid going to those like Veterans Day events, and I was always intrigued by the people in uniform and marching together. I I don't know what it was about that, but I thought it was so neat to see a group marching together, carrying the American flag, wearing the same uniform as a little kid that was interesting. But the kicker, the day I remember deciding I was going to join the military, I was about five years old. My family had gone to an air show in California. Nice American patriotic pastime, right? The good old fashioned local air show. And there was an aircraft there called the F-4 Phantom and it was flying. And the F-4 Phantom, as you probably know, was the workhorse of the Vietnam War. And I, I can distinctly remember that plane coming by low and fast over the runway. And like, it was a feast for the senses, right? Like I could feel it rumble in my chest. I covered my ears because it was loud. I could smell the jet fuel. And, and you know how little kids like get so excited, like they shake. You know, I remember just sitting there just shaking with excitement. And then I realized like, you can join the military and and be in the Air Force and they have those planes. And it was at that moment, I remember looking at my family and saying, I'm going to be a fighter pilot someday. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. I really hope that it helped you in your journey to the military. And if you want to learn more about joining the military, please check out my new book, A Girl's Guide to Military Service. And I'll have a link so you can pre-order in the show notes. And I also want to give another shout out to our sponsors for the series, Women Veteran Alliance, Jay Volbrecht Consulting, Garrett Sorensen with Markham Wealth, Photography by Trish Algrea-Smith, Serve Like Her, and Nomadies Collections. You can learn more about our sponsors at the Girl's Guide to the Military landing page, which I have linked to in the show notes where you can also find every episode from the series. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you'll come back next week.